what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, August 7th, 2020, episode number 146. Woo-hoo. That's a first. I had to do something different. You always give me a hard time. I mean, I guess a, a whoop whoop is as good as anything. So I'm in. I'm in for. Exactly. I'm here for it. Um, hey, we had we had two episodes last week, Carter. We did. You're trying to get it to 50 as as quickly as possible. I feel like. No, not necessarily. What I'm saying is, since we dropped two episodes, AFT dropped some great, big, humongous news. Humongous, he says. Yeah, the indie Large. deal. Indie. Mile. You've heard the rumors for weeks, ladies and gentlemen. But now it is official. We're going back to the Indy Mile. Yeah. First time since 2015. Are you excited? I am. I, I like that track a lot. You've um, been uh, you've been posting a lot of pictures in your in your Instagram stories of, of you on some big ass bikes. What are <laughs> what the hell are those tanks that you're riding? That's that is a stock gas tank on a Yamaha TDM 850. No, it, it is a legal bike. That, it is a huh? tank. Scotty. That's the that's a real gas tank. A yeah, I'm, I'm behind a tank. tank. Yeah, I feel like a Sherman tank. Yeah, yeah. So actually, I finished fifth that night. I don't remember. It was '99, and we we left there, drove straight through the night, and went to somewhere in Iowa, like in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, and dropped that engine off. We took the engine out of the bike right there, dropped it off, and left it there. And some guy built a frame around that motor and we went racing but i remember that one time i went to the middle of nowhere in iowa and placed fifth on a tank <laughs> the good old days back then it was black and white <laughs> yeah that's good stuff i love it uh, uh it was it was a lot of fun i like i like the indy mile the only the only one downfall i can remember as a racer it was dark it seemed yeah. like it was a, a poorly lit racetrack but you know what? All the racers love it. There's a little bit of cushion up high. There's a nice groove down low. And two days on the Indy Mile, uh, if if the racing can be anything like it was at Volusia, it's going to be great. See, I have no I have no context for Indy. That was before my time. Do you know who, Do you know who won the last time we raced there? The Bullet. Exactly. Good job. I was making sure you're still listening to me. Here's another test. Who has won there in the Super Twins class that is currently still racing? Jared Meese? Nope, he's never won there. He's never won there. Um, Brian Smith? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Smith won there twice. Oh, there's others. Um, Sammy there's one, one. Sammy Halbert? Yep, there you go. I did see, yeah, I saw something. I think Robbie Bobby was uh, getting the victory yeah, right. lap. Or yeah, Robbie Bobby was helping him out, and Sammy was back when he was number seven. He got the victory lap there. Sammy won back in 2012. That's awesome. That, that's super cool. Yeah, I feel like I like I said I have no idea what that what you know the history of Indy, but I feel like I've seen it and lived at least a couple of the races through posts and stories that I've seen uh, various people in the community. A couple, couple other uh, Hollywood nuggets in the singles class. Actually, back then it was GNC two class. Nick Armstrong won back then in 2015. Jared Vandekoy, remember that story? He rode that uh, borrowed motorcycle that uh, Brian Tapp, I think, put together. He won in 2014. Shayna won there in 2013. Uh, J.D. Beach won in 2009 and 2010 on a single. So it's going to be good for some of these guys to go back. But some of these AFT singles riders have never even been there. Hollywood Nuggets. I just threw that out there. I like that. We're going to have to use that. Give me some of them Hollywood nuggets. 
<laughs> you want some sauce with that? Dude, you got them all the time. That's a thing I know, now. I know. Every time you spit them out there, I'm going to say, Hollywood Nuggets. I've got two more nuggets for you. Oh, boy. Hit me. There has there has been 47 Grand Nationals there. What? Yep. Dating all the way back to the first season ever, 1954, and Joe Leonard won. That's crazy. You want one more nugget? Sure, hit me. Two riders got their first ever Grand National win there. Both of them are my heroes. Bubba Schobert and Ricky, Ricky Graham, Graham got their first national right. wins at the Indy Mile. Good stuff. I like it. Um, this all could have all been answers or questions on the next, you know, flat track Jeopardy. So now I'm giving away answers. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, they're all they're all Jeopardy question worthy for sure. That's good stuff. I like the Hollywood Nuggets. We have to come back to that for sure. Maybe before the next race, we'll have to bring some more Nuggets out. I'm stoked to see what uh what happens at Indy too. I'm adding a mile. I think there's a lot of people excited about that. You know who should be excited and probably is excited is Harley Davidson, the Vance and Hines team. They're based out of Indianapolis right there. Ricky oh, Howerton right. lives right you know, right down the street from the track. So if there's a mission to to prove something, I think you gotta watch out for the factory Harley team. That's good stuff. And it could possibly be the last race to run at this track, right? Before they That's what they said. Yeah, that's what they said last year. They're supposed to resurface it. There's supposed to be four different horse organizations getting together to take the dirt off and put something else on there that no motorized events could go there. So, yeah. anyways, it's crazy. Uh, it's also during the Indianapolis 500 weekend, but I just found out this week that there will be no fans at the Indy 500. I'm not sure if fans will be at the Indy Mile or not. Interesting. Man, I remember going there during the state fair. You had the Ferris wheel going in the background and all the lights office out, outside turn number four. Yeah. It was so cool, man. It was. It, it takes me back to whenever I was coming up through the ranks and stuff like that, going to the county fairs all over the place. You know, and people, that's it's just another attraction. You know, come to the fair and watch the race. Yeah, come be... to the race and then go to the fair, you know. The press release definitely didn't include whether there'd be fans, did it? So we'll, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens there. But uh, my guess is, is if they're not at the 500, they probably won't be at the... I guess, we'll see. Probably not. We'll wait and see. And then also in the fine notes of the press release, did you see that Laconia is kind of scratched off the schedule i didn't see that but um when i was filling in on a, on this other podcast the tank slapping podcast this week they did bring that up so i, I i'm up to speed on no laconia so, so you're a uh, a backup <laughs> intro outro guy for some other podcast i'm sure i was i'm sure i was not the first second third or fifth choice but yeah we had to i had to pinch it told cory to, to sit out a little bit i think he took a little tumble at the uh, motor track um but i just told him to sit this one out i heard it's a really good one though it was great dude david l david aldana like i didn't know anything about that dude, I, dude he's been there and done that and insane uh, yeah he, if, he's if, done a lot of stuff if you've ever wanted to go bench racing with david aldana check it out it's, nope. a, it's almost two hours the the, the episode really yeah and it's wow. all him people just all... <laughs> talking about stories one after the other it's great though it's great it's good stuff people always say his name incorrectly and i was uh, fortunate enough to talk to him a long time ago and it is aldana yeah and everybody says aldana but it, that's how it looks like you know yeah uh, so it's it's cool to get the the right uh, saying because it's bart markell but everybody calls him Bart Markle. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I know people like you and Sammy Sabedra who tell me um, that stuff before I make make an ass of myself. Um, so I, I'm in I'm in good hands there. 
but uh but yeah it was it was awesome it was cool to fill in it's i mean i'm no cory texter by any means but i was there and able to, to chat it up with sammy did a little intro outro and sammy handled the interview by himself he like a pro it was great um, and, and you know what? He hasn't been doing it very long, but he's doing a fantastic job. I love Sammy, dude. He's awesome. Like I, I think, and listening to him like talk to old school riders is pretty cool. Like because he's he's definitely loves the old school stuff and and that that whole era. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's great. Like just it's literally two badass dudes talking about flat track racing. Um, and he's got some stories, dude. And I know that's just like barely any of of all the story he like. It's only a few compared to, to the ones that he has uh, in, in his career because he's been doing it a minute, right? He's been doing yeah, it a Yeah, he, he's still doing it. What I said, too, is like, I didn't realize how much of a trendsetter he was, so, like, with all a lot of different things. So it was, it's super skeleton, cool. The skeleton leathers. Yep. Yep. Dude. The helmet he, with the he A. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Stuff like that. He was, he was on, you know, he was a, a big part of the On Any Sunday movie, too. You yep. know, I mean, everything about him is really cool. They were saying, like, his, tra- his training regimen was like what you'd see in a modern day flat tracker, right? Like, he worked out a lot. Really? Was, was, yeah. He talked, like, he was talking about how he eat, ate, like, real healthy. So, in which everybody else at that time was probably doing right. none of that. Dude, so. Back then, they would smoke up and until they put their helmet on to take the last <laughs> puff put the cigarette down strap the helmet on they go racing i mean there's a little bit of there's a little bit of badassness to that that's that's kind of crazy um no that's awesome uh but no it's always cool to hear like i I said it the other day too like i could listen to that all day um it's just really cool to hear those stories and how it was um but it's still there's a lot of similarities to, to what you're seeing now so it's um, it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, did that there, and then uh, but you had your own other show too. What was going on there? AFT show. We had uh, Dalton and Colby. Yep, two riders that are making the transition from the uh, a lower class. You know, actually Dalton rode both of the other classes, then moved up to the Super Twins class. Colby rode a few Super Twins races last year, yep. but now he's a Super Twin rider for the entire season. So it was sponsored by Stasic, and you know, you make your move from a, a Strider bicycle to a Stasic and onto a regular bicycle. So it's a, a transitional kind of podcast uh-huh. show I see what you did there there nice. you go there you go so I like it. it was pretty cool uh it was good to hear uh dalton's actually up in michigan hanging out with uh brandon kitchen and riding a lot and michler's up there they both have some real jobs real jobs and, uh, yeah like what so i it looks like they're in some construction stuff i dalton said he's focusing on all his racing and riding as much as possible but it looks like michler and brandon kitchen are out doing some construction work. I wouldn't trust those boys with a hammer. I don't think it's a hammer. They're driving heavy equipment. Okay. <laughs> they, can... they got a, they got they have an AFT Pro license. They can drive. Yeah, whatever. I was gonna say they can do that. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Anyways, it was a good show. So good stuff. What do you got? What do you got lined up for us today? Well, I've been wanting to talk to this guy for a minute. Um, I know that uh, we've had him on before. I think he was might have been like one of our first 20 episodes or something. Uh, it's been a minute since we've chatted with him and a lot's uh, happened with his program and you know he would probably say he hasn't had the finishes he wanted in the past couple years uh, but I think he's got a lot of uh, momentum and a lot of confidence heading into this year and I'd definitely love to catch up with him so I thought we'd give Cameron Smith a call and chat with him for a bit. Dude I love it he's got uh, you know him and his family are so nice and so so genuine I love anytime I get a chance to stop by their pit area it is worth the visit. Let's call him up Absolutely let's do it Yes, sir. What's going on, bud? Scotty Dubler. How's it going, man? It's fantastic. How are you doing? 
doing pretty good. It's, it's been a long time. It's been since episode 21 was the last time we had you on. We're on episode 146, so welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. So what have you been doing? I mean, the pandemic struck. We had a long, long, long layoff. What did you do during the layoff time? Um, I got a full-time job in HVAC, but usually when I go off work, um, I like to get a good workout in, and then I usually go over to Andrew Butler's house, and we work on my motorcycles trying to make them better for uh, um, just to compete with all these fast competitors in the um, 450 singles class. Well, that's cool. Are you are you trying to learn some mechanical side of things too? I mean, I know that that you're you're pretty smart with the wrenches and stuff, but is he teaching you things? Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, definitely the inner workings of the motor uh, teach me a, a lot of different stuff, and especially on the electronic side. I mean, um, Andrew's definitely a geek with that stuff. He knows what he's talking about, and um, he's been teaching me a lot on. Um, not only what to do, but also what it does. That's like a big part of uh, just racing in general. Not not even knowing what it um, um, what it is, just what it does and what it does to the motorcycle when you're out there on the track. Well, that's cool. So maybe one day when you stop racing, you might be a mechanic, kind of like what he did. Oh, most definitely. I, I'd definitely like to get back into racing if I was uh, to um, retire and to help out one of these young guns uh, go fast. Man, that's cool. You are one of the young guns, and it just happens to be the week of Cam. I just read your interview in the Vintage. Uh, what'd you think of that? How'd that turn out for you? Oh, it was it was definitely a good article to get me out there and get me known a little bit. Um, it was really a good article that Mike Lawless wrote up for me. Um, big kudos out to him, and a, a big thank you to uh, for him taking his time out and um, writing that up for me. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. You know, a little bit more information about you and and your background a little bit. I thought it was really neat. Let's back up a little bit and talk about 2019 since it's been a long time since we had you on. Uh, what did you learn from last year? 24th in the points. You made six main events. Um, just trying to trying to learn motorcycles. Just definitely new motorcycles are are a, a bit different. Being on a team was a a bit different. I'd never really been on a big team like that. And, uh, as a whole, it was, it was really cool. We could kind of bounce ideas off of each other and, and try to try to make everybody go faster. You know, definitely Cole and Mikey were two really nice guys and, um, we just all wanted to help each other, um, to, uh, get faster. Right on. So your best finish was 10th at Sacramento. Do you like the mile tracks on the four fifties? Oh yeah, most definitely. I, I, I love getting on a mile and just letting it all hang out. You know, it's it's nothing like uh, drafting with a pack of six. You know, you, you definitely don't know who's going to win and who's going to do what at what time and period. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I remember seeing this. I, I wasn't there, but I heard you beat Jared Meese at Greenville. Is is that true? And if so, tell me about that night. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, uh, I don't really know what to say. I mean, I kind of just showed up with my bike. It really wasn't the best bike. Uh Joel Brown put it together for me um, just to maybe do a few races on. And uh, he was like, hey, man, don't I, I wouldn't even ride on the short track if I were you. I was like, ah, I'm going to go out and go race it. And uh, I actually went to the track. Um, and uh, me and Daniel Nelson and Joel Brown and um, a couple others, they helped me out that day. And uh, we ended up uh, coming out with the win somehow. Just got off the line really good and um, kept my uh, – consistency good um held my line uh stayed smooth and we walked away with the win 
how how exciting is that to beat you know a five time champ like that? I mean, I I I don't know that I can look back and say that I've ever done that. Oh, it, it felt good. It felt a little unreal to me. I was like, man, did I did I just beat him? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> but but I, I did, and um, it, it felt good. It was a it was um, a good confidence booster, especially with the season I was having. So it, it let me know that I was still fast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, was he riding the twin that day, or was that like a singles class? Um, it was a combined. You could run a single or a twin. I believe he was on his Indian, getting it, uh, getting it ready for the the Lima uh, race the next day. Man, that has to be even even sweeter. If you beat him on a 450 and he's on an FDR, man, that's so cool, man. Congratulations. I I wish I would have went down there and checked that out. Oh, yeah, it was it was a neat race. Uh, Robin McClendon put it on and. Um, he did a really good job on keeping it, uh, keeping the track good and running a good program. Right on. Well, I also heard you did really well at a steel shoe race in Hagerstown. Um, did you did you pick up a couple of victories there too, or is that just my imagination? I'm getting old, you know. <laughs> yeah, I did. I actually, um, I went there. I never raced there before, and um, I was checking the track out, and I was like, man, this track is really. It should really fit me, um, and. It, I ended up winning the heat race, the Dazra Cash, and the main um, that night in Niagara Sound. Man, that's sweet, man. So besides the Nationals, it sounded like your year last year was really good. Oh yeah, we definitely had a we had a couple of high spots through the uh, through the season, and um, it, it really just kept me going. Do you, Do you feel more comfortable when you're at a non-national than maybe at an AFT race? Have you noticed that? Or is it just, you know, just the results from these two races that have shown that? Um, just the two, the, those two races, I was on my own bike, my, my 15, I'm really comfortable on it. Um, I know it really good. And, um, like I was saying, those new bikes that Richie had me riding, they were a bit different. So I was trying to figure them out race throughout race. Then I jump on my 15. I know it so well, I just jump on it and go. Okay, so you left RMR this year. You got a whole new program. Are you riding your bikes? Are you riding your 15 now, or do you got a whole new setup? Oh, yeah, I have my 15, and um, Jason Sperio of KMA Racing, he built me a good 14. I'm riding that, and um, Mike Turner has really came in, and B&M uh, Construction, um, they came in and built me a really good uh, 18, and that's what I rode at Volusia, and um, it was a really did a bike. Andrew had it set up very well. And, um, Nick Henderson came out of his way even on the second day and helped us out a little bit because he's seen a few things. And we, me, Nick, uh, Henderson and Andrew Butler, we sat there and we talked a little bit before the main and we made a few changes and, um, it actually really helped. Well, it sounds like your comfort level is really high right now. Um, I think that's going to be really good for you going to, to the rest of the season. I mean, we just kicked it off three weeks ago down in Volusia. Are you excited about 2020? Oh yeah, most definitely. Especially with the uh, the results I got on uh, day two, and we had a little bit of mechanical on day one. But I'm definitely uh, we're definitely stoked to get uh, the rest of the season um, underway, um, just as far as my bikes and uh, my comfortability, like you said, and the good backing from uh, good sponsors. Yeah, speaking of that good sponsor, I heard you know Mike Turner is behind you 110%. So how did you two meet, and did you approach him, or did he find you to help you out? Uh, he 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 approached me. He um he, he said he he um he asked around about me a little bit. Um, he watched a video of uh, a race in January at Callahan that uh, Corey Texter put on, 
Mm-hmm. Um, he really liked the, he really liked the way I was riding and my uh, my just overall um, performance. And he um, he said, "Hey, I want to come on and, and help you out." You know, I've seen you struggling um, here and there. I think if I get behind you and give you the backing you need, you we should be able to put you up front. Man, that's awesome. It's got to feel really good. I saw the van had a nice wrap on it down there. The bike actually looked different, too. The bike kind of had some silver or gray on it. Like, uh, is that part of the new scheme with, with Mike Turner's deal? Is that how all that came about? Oh, he just likes to look good, you know. Yeah. So um, we, kinda, we, we really did something different, you know. He really doesn't like to be like anybody else. He likes to do stuff a little bit different, and um, I, I don't mind it at all, you know. So I can't complain about it. I like it. Yeah, it looks it looks really good. Let's talk about you know, Volusia. Like you said, 17th the first night had a mechanical issue. Sixth place the second night. You're 12th in the point standings right now. But uh, I've been announcing since, I think, 2003. And that was probably my favorite race to ever announce that was live in front of me. Uh, what was it like being in that front pack, uh, you know, in that best race I've ever seen uh, on Saturday night at Volusia? It was definitely a, a really good feeling to uh, get back up there about the the lead pack. It was um it was a bar burner. It was close racing. Everybody was switching spots every lap, and um I kind of just stuck right there, I was trying to waiting for somebody to make a mistake, which nobody really was, and we all kind of just stayed together. Um, I was I was maybe a couple bike lengths back from uh from the pack, but then at the restart, I got up in there a little bit, and it. It was it was a wild main event, but it was it was re- it was really fun. I don't know if I was more nervous or more excited. Were you nervous at all, or were you just focused on what was in front of you? Uh, I was focused on what was in front of me, just trying to get just get a good line down, and maybe even try to tick off a few. And um, that's actually what I did off the line. I, I I ticked off maybe two or three riders off the line, and um, I moved up in there a little bit. It was definitely exciting. Only thing I was nervous about is something happening to my bike. That was pretty much it. Right on. Tell me about the the starting grid. I, I've never started with just four people. I mean, you got a lot more room. It looks like these between each rider. But is it any different to you? You know, start with four, then six, and it's got to make qualifying even more important, right? Correct. Um, you know, that's what Mike usually tells tells me at the beginning of the day. We have to qualify good and get a start to the good start to the day because there are only four on the row if you don't qualify good then you end up on the second or third row then you make it um harder for yourself to get a good starting spot in the main so it's it's a little different um it's definitely a lot more space uh i I really don't mind it much um compared to the six riders on the line that we used to have um and i think it it's a little bit safer for um all the riders Right on. I think that's why they put it in there is for safety. So what about the timed races? You guys went an awful lot of laps. Is that is, you know, can you explain what, you know, how that, how that's different to you? Oh, it's totally different going from 15 laps to 25. Um, it was, it was a long race. I was like, man, this thing going to end, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a, it was a very, very long race, but I mean, when you're out there battling with the with the fastest guys and girls in the country, it, it'll it'll go quick because you're you're swapping swapping every lap and you're you're like, oh man, hopefully time to run out. I might be able to get another person, and it, it it goes by pretty quick once you're you're in a pack and you're battling back and forth. Do you, do you look at the at the clock every lap when you go by, or are you just are you too focused on what's going on you know with that race in front of you? 
Uh, I'm kind of really focused on the um, on the race in front of me. I try to sometimes I try to count the laps um, because it's it usually comes out to maybe 25 laps, like I said. So I I try to count them in my head um, after every time I go past a checker to uh, just keep track of what lap I'm what lap I'm on, how many how much time I have left to 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 um, get the job done. What's what's one one takeaway you have from Volusia, good or bad? Um, it was good. It was all around good track. Um, very smooth. Um, on the second day, it was really really tacky. Um, there was plenty of room to to maybe go around the outside or come in the inside. It was kind of neat that they made the the groove wider on the second day. Um, it made for a lot. Uh, I think it was better racing on the second day. Mm-hmm. So. We mentioned how long the laps were, 25 laps. Um, what are you doing as far as training? Are you doing anything different than you've done in the past? Um, I try to train a bit longer just for my endurance and trying to keep my stamina up and make sure I can last the whole race just in case of, like, what happened on day two, you stop. You know, sometimes when you stop, you might feel a little winded and then you get back into it. You know, I try to train, like I said, a little bit harder and longer so um, I can stay strong throughout the whole main event. Right on. So they just recently announced that we're going back to the Indy Mile. Um, have you ever raced there before? No, I have not. I've seen videos and I've heard about it. It looks like a really neat, um, fun track to race at. I know Andrew's been there quite a few times with a couple of different riders, and I think he's probably ridden there too. Are you going back to watch any footage from back in the day, or are you just going to kind of just wait and, and figure it out when you get there? Um, we're definitely watching a good amount of footage. Uh, Andrew has a, no- a lot of knowledge about the track on gearing and setup and kind of uh, what the track will do throughout the day. So um, having Andrew on is a big help because he's been to most of the tracks. And like you said, he's rents at most of the tracks and even raced at most of the tracks. So he, he kind of knows what the setup needs to be and gearing. And um, it kind of gives us a little head start on our uh, on our day for setup absolutely so let's talk about andrew butler when did you guys get connected i mean have you been i know you've known him for a long time sounds like you guys live pretty close but when did you guys actually start working together um we started working together maybe at the end of uh last season um he doesn't live that far away from me maybe like um 10 5 or 10 minutes so he was like hey man i yeah, I wouldn't mind helping you out. I've seen you struggling a little bit. Um, and uh, he came on board, and we kind of clicked, and he's been on ever since. And that's really cool. It's good to have him in your corner. Are there any other races that you're really looking forward to? I know there's one other brand-new one on the schedule with the Devil's Bowl that uh, a lot of people haven't been to, but is there any other nationals that you're looking forward to the most? Um, I like all the tracks um, on the schedule. They're not they're – not, um, there's not really a specific one on the schedule that I really that really stands out to me, but the one that I really look forward to is the Springfield Mile. I love riding that Springfield Mile. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody likes riding that Springfield Mile. Um, just a really good track. Um, I've only got to race it a few select times, even on the Twin, but I definitely love that track. Right on. It's one of my favorite tracks, too. Are you going to run any non-nationals this year? Like, I know the Sturgis Bike Week's getting started. We just had the extreme folks on here talking about all their races. Are you going up there? Are you going to do any other nationals besides the AFT races? 
Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it out to um, uh, the Sturgis uh, circuit because we're, like I said, I'm at Andrew trying to help him get bikes together and whatnot. And um, we're trying to get ready for the mile. So it's a little bit more of a uh, preparation. Um, but yeah, we, if there's a, any other races that we can hit and get some good race time and seat time on, we, we, we definitely try to hit them. Awesome. Are there any opportunities for you to ride a twin this year in the production twins class? Yeah, actually, um, we're, we have a twin, uh, Phil Miller provided us one. Um, and we're in the process of building one right now. So yeah, we're going to try and, um, get our feet wet a little bit in that production class. Right on. You, you, are you thinking about moving up to that class next year or are you just going to wait and see how this year unfolds? Yeah, I think that's what we're going to do is move up to the production twins class next season um, and try to uh, maybe get away a little bit from the 450. I think, I think it's probably the best move. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, you're currently 12th in the point standings. I know we've only had two races. Um, what's your goals for the rest of the season in the AFT singles class? Um, to definitely try and, um, get on some podiums, you know, with, especially this year with the backing I have and the, um, the, the, the bikes that I'm provided, I, I should, um, I should be able to get up there with everybody else and get some good results. And hopefully, um, like I said, get some podiums, maybe, in a maybe and get a win in there somewhere, but, um, try to stay up front as much as possible and try to give the championship a, a good run this, this season. And you're doing all this and working a full-time job, right? Correct. Man, tell me, you said what the, what you were doing, but I, I, I guess I missed it. Uh, what, what, what's your job? It's heating and air, um, HVAC. All right. Um, you like it? Oh yeah, it's, it's 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 nice to see that uh, smile on the customer's face after you leave, and they have some uh, AC on a on a hot day. Man, that's so cool. It sounds like you got everything going your way, Cameron. I'm, I'm so excited for you. Um, we appreciate you stopping by. But before we let you go, of course, Graham has a question for you. I can't even remember what we asked you in episode, you know, episode 21. But Graham wants to know if you have any interests outside of racing, like any sports or hobbies that you're really into. Um, I play a little basketball here and there. Um, it's kind of hard with racing and working and trying to get on the motorcycle a little bit. Um, I try to getting a little bit of boxing here and there when I can for a little bit of extra, uh, training. But, um, I do some road biking and, uh, fishing and all kinds of stuff. Right on. Well, cool, man. Before we let you go, do you want to say thanks to anybody? Oh yeah. I'd definitely like to say thanks to CMG, uh, Masonary, uh, Mike Turner, the whole Turner family, um, B and M, uh, Masonary, Richie Reynolds, Davey Durrell, um, Jason Spurrier with KMA Racing, Andrew Butler, Mike Butler, um, Joel Brown, Jim Stomp Racing, Works Connection, uh, Woody Kyle, and Stacy Racing. Appreciate it, and we wish you well, and I uh, guess we'll see you in Indy here in a couple weeks. Thank you, sir. See you there. Thanks, Cam. How, how about this? What if, what if he wins a race this year? What uh, if? I say when he wins a race. He's going to get one this all year. All right. You, you know what would be really cool for him? What's that? Williams Grove. If he wins right there in PA, I know Ooh. a lot of racers are from PA, that's but a, that's a man, tough that'd one. Be just, yeah. That'd be really cool for him, you know? There's going to be a, and, I mean, just in that singles, and, there's a lot of riders from PA. Yeah. 
And he said, you know, he won Hagerstown last year, another race that's not too far from there. It's red dirt. Yeah. I know Hagerstown's got some baking to it, but, you know, if he, uh, if he can put his head down, he seems like he's comfortable. He likes the bikes he's on. Uh, he was in the mix at Belusha. You know, look out. Absolutely, man. I look forward to seeing what he does the rest of the season. I'm always cheering for Cam for sure. A lot of talent, and, and I think he's got a lot of more confidence uh, this, going into this year than, than he may have going into 2019. So uh, it'll be interesting to see him um, continue to run up in the front pack and dice it up and maybe even get some podiums and a win this year. If... He's got Andrew Butler right there in his corner, yeah. man. That's big. He's got a nice uh, new, a new sponsor that reached out to him. That's got to feel really good. Uh, man, he's got things going on. I, I wish him well here in 2020. Absolutely. Um, good stuff, man. Well, that's, uh, I'm going to call this one a wrap, man. 146 in the can. Getting close to 150. You say there's something new coming. I'm waiting. I have no idea what it is yet, so i got to figure it out okay. in the next week right, or two. Well, you better stop sleeping on your job. Oh, hey, um, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, it is my last weekend of freedom before motocross. I motocross. start the motocross stuff. Yeah, we're doing uh, Loretta's the next weekend, and then uh, nice. Washougal the weekend after that. So, Woo-hoo. Yeah, man. Nice. Yeah. That'll be fun. <laughs> It'll be great. I'm dude. jealous right there. I'm jealous. I'm excited, dude. Um, yeah, dude, I'm excited for Indianapolis. I'm just kind of chilling this weekend, taking it easy, and uh, you know, just getting ready for Indy. I've got my notes ready, all, all set, ready to go. Looking forward to the next AFT show. Looking forward to the next Off the Groove. Awesome. Thanks for all you listeners. All right, dude. We'll see you next week. Peace. Later. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Oh, I say it again. Tell all you. Smash that like button. Uh, One more time. Ah! No. One more time. Tell all your friends. No. Ah. Do it. I'm done. You gotta do it one more time. Smash that like button. Not like, not like. Smash that like button. Tell all your friends about the podcast. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next Friday. Peace. What else, home skillet? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. This is what's going to happen with the new podcast. It's going to be like... It's going to be like you and your buttons. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Off the Groove. I'm Chris Carter, your MC through it all. And as always, I'm joined by none other than the voice of American Flat Track, Scotty Dubler. Thank you very much, Mr. Carter. Welcome to the show. All right, shut up. Shut up.